O God, you make us glad by the yearly festival of the birth of your only Son, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who joyfully receive him as our Redeemer may with sure confidence behold him when he comes to be our judge, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Did you all get any good gifts this morning? Maybe some new clothes, Legos, chocolates? Since we're already all thinking about what we have received, this morning let's reflect on the gift we receive at Christmas. We heard in Hebrews long ago God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son. As the hymn puts it, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. What a tremendous gift we are given in Jesus. As we think about gifts, usually the best gifts come from people who really know us. People who notice those little comments that we make. The habits we have, the things we are interested in. One theologian has laid out what makes the perfect gift, and it has three parts. The perfect gift is, first of all, something we need. Living in North Carolina, a snowblower would not be a perfect gift for me, because I do not need one. A nice assortment of teas, though, that would be great. Secondly, a perfect gift is something that we are not able to get or don't know how to get on our own. So maybe someone with connections gets you backstage passes for when your favorite band has a concert. And lastly, the perfect gift is incongruous with our ability to reciprocate, meaning that the perfect gift is not something that we could ever earn, which would make it not a gift, but a reward. These sorts of gifts are given not because someone has to give the gift, but because they want to. And when we consider the gift of Jesus, it is exactly these three perfections. The hope of God is something we desperately need in a world riddled with death and despair. The mercy of God is not something we could obtain on our own. And it would be impossible for us to deserve or earn our belovedness. As we know in the letter of 1 John, God first loved us. Which is another way of saying it's all about grace. Jesus is the perfect gift given from the infinite and abundant store of God's love. And these opening verses from Hebrews tell us something about the nature of this gift that we are given. That God wants to be in a relationship with us. Hebrews is widely considered to be a sermon that was written down in the early church and became a part of the New Testament. And it tells us that Jesus is the love language of God. It begins by saying that throughout the generations, God has spoken in many fragments and fashions. God has spoken through people like Isaiah, Amos, Ezekiel, and Micah to remind the people of God's call to love. God speaks to us through acts of generosity, through beautiful sunsets, through the miracle of birth. 
God has been revealed in the lives of Desmond Tutu, Teresa of Calcutta, and Thomas Merton. And these are all wonderful revelations of God. But none of them are the fullness of knowing God. The prophets, they capture one sentiment of God's speech. Nature shows us glimpses of God's beauty. The saints are witnesses who point us towards God. Miracles give us a hint of the power of God. But we don't look at a landscape and think, well, that's God right there. Nor do we even call the holiest of people God in the flesh. Now, to be sure, anytime we receive a revelation or a whispering from God, it is a good and holy gift. But none of these are the fullness of how God wants to be known. John 1 has a similar message about this unique gift of Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and the Word became flesh and lived among us. Well, the preacher of Hebrews puts it this way. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed as heir of all things, through whom he also created the worlds. He is the reflection of God's glory and the exact imprint of God's very being. And he sustains all things by his powerful word. And that phrase that Jesus is the exact imprint of God, in Greek it is the word character. Jesus shows us the character of God. Now this is such an amazing sentiment that I worry that I don't have the words to convey the depth, loveliness, and grandeur of this. God was not satisfied to be known only in the beauty of a bird's song, not only in the courage that was given to Esther and Daniel, not only in the words of Ruth and Jeremiah, not only in the miracles of Moses and Elijah, not only in the beautiful rituals of David and Solomon, not only in the promises made to Abraham and Mary, as wonderful as all of those things are, God chose to be with us in Jesus so that we would know the full expression of God's character, a character of love, peace, and mercy. God chose to be in a relationship with the world in Jesus, because God was not satisfied being only the object of our theology and the recipient of our praises. God was not satisfied being known about. Rather, God chose to be fully known in Jesus. And so no longer do we have a glimpse of God, but we have the full representation, God in the flesh, the word come among us. And so that there could be no doubt that God loves us. God has spoken to us in Jesus. In his birth, we see his gracious humility to be born into vulnerability and poverty, which shows us something about the true path of godliness. In his life, we see that God intends to cast out all the evil that infects our hearts and minds, that God intends to feed the hungry and heal the sick, in his passion and death, we see that God will go to any and every length to make it known that there is nothing that stands between us and God, 
Not our sins, not our doubts, not our mistakes, not even our deaths. In his resurrection, we see that God's love has no limit, no boundary. In his ascension, we see that the one who sits at the right hand of God is the very one who loves us to the end, which gives us hope and confidence to proclaim that all shall be well. In his sending of the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, we see that he makes good on that promise to be with us always, to never leave us, but to always be our strength, wisdom, and comfort. As the perfect gift giver, God knows what we needed to thrive in a relationship of love and trust was a human connection. And so the Almighty descended to us, throwing off the cloak of invisibility and invincibility, born into the midst of a complicated political occupation, was laid in a feeding trough as his first crib, had to flee as a refugee to Egypt, and would grow up to be misunderstood, rejected, and murdered. Now, God was not surprised by this outcome. God had worked with human beings before. God knows how fickle and faithless we can be. And yet God came and spoke the language of love in Jesus because God wanted this eternal love to be known in time and history. God wanted a relationship with us and did not hold back in giving us this perfect gift. Jesus gives us the sort of relationship we need so that we can truly know God. In Jesus, God did for us what we could never do for ourselves, showing us just how much we are loved. And because this gift of love comes as pure grace, there's no deserving or earning or losing this gift. Instead, we simply get to enjoy it, to share it, to flourish in love. As the perfect gift, we can absolutely use this gift of God's love in Jesus. We can use that name of Jesus. We can use the name of Jesus to offer forgiveness, even if we would struggle to do so without the name of Jesus. In the example of Jesus, we can trust that we are never alone, never forgotten, never without hope. In the stories and teachings of Jesus, we have been shown how to walk the way of love. In the cross of Jesus, we are assured that we are loved no matter what. We can use that name of Jesus in prayers, such as the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. You might use that prayer in these days that follow Christmas to more fully receive this gift. In just a moment, we will receive the gift of his very body and blood in the Eucharist. We can cherish this gift of knowing that for us and for our salvation, love has been given as the perfect gift of Christmas.